from the studio of Adventist World Radio Pune. A very warm welcome to you. This is our international English service. In our program today, we bring you an inspiring message and songs of praise. You will hear God's word to strengthen you spiritually. You are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. So 
our programs you are welcome to write to us on this postal address adventist media center post box 1446 market yard pune 411037 maharashtra india you can also log into our website to hear all our programs which is www. awr.org Before we hear God's word here's a melodious song I know this is a sure I know this is a sure I know I know I know that Jesus Jesus is Standing on the promises of Christ my king through eternal ages let his praises ring glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God this is my standing this is my standing on the promises of God my savior my story this is my song praising my sin praising my sin praising my sin persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Head of salvation, patches of gold, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. Standing on the promises that cannot fail, when the holy songs of Darren fear us say, by the living word of God I shall prevail. Standing on the promises of God, this is my standing. This is my standing on the promises of God. Praising my Savior all the day long. 
my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior, praising my Savior, praising my of Adventist Media Center, Pune. We have Helen Jacob presenting God's Word. We have a guest speaker, Pastor Anupam Narangi, who will break the bread of life. Good day, listeners. Today, I have titled my talk as Storm Warning. Now, how many of you take warnings, especially of a storm, seriously? You know, I know of people who live on coastal area. But when the warning comes, yes, many of them take it very seriously. Others just say, uh-uh, it's just another warning and it's going to blow over. Nothing's going to happen to me. But you know, my friends, it's always wise to take warnings. Our text today is found in Jeremiah 36.3. It says, perhaps... When the people of Judah hear about every disaster I plan to inflict on them, they will each turn from their wicked ways. Then I will forgive their wickedness and their sin. You know, Jeremiah's call, as we saw yesterday, was to tell the people and rulers of Judah that God's patience had finally run out. Time and again the call to repentance had been made along with warnings of divine punishment if the people did not return to God. Now the message was stronger. Disaster is coming. Judah should prepare to be attacked and overrun by her enemies because she had refused to listen to the repeated call of God's prophets. When Jeremiah and his scribe Baruch prepared a scroll to be read to the people declaring God's message, the scroll found its way into the hands of the king. As the leader of the nation, the king should have led the way in heeding God's warning and setting an example of repentance. Instead, he made a very public show of his contempt, his hatred for God's message, tearing up the scroll pieces by pieces and burning it in the presence of his courtiers and his advisers. Most of us, like the king of Judah, don't like to hear words of warning. We'd prefer to think that things are going just fine, even when we clearly head down the wrong path. Though Jesus' message was one of love, 
rather than of fear, he, like the Hebrew prophets, did warn of God's judgment and the consequences of our sin. Today, there is still a place for words of warning. Now, I want to ask you a question. When somebody gives you a warning or tells you bad things are going to happen if you don't change your behavior, what do you do? You thank them for the warning and make changes right away? Or you ignore them? Or you say, later I think, later I'll think about it, and later I'll make the changes. What do you do? You know, in 2000, the U.S. Senator Al Gore ran against George Bush for President of the United States. In the closest election result in U.S. history, the two men almost tied for the most important job in the country. But Bush won. Al Gore was left, like any losing politician, to decide what he'd do next. Rather than immediately prepare for another election or retire into private life, Al Gore decided to use his role in the public eye to bring people's attention to what he believed was the most important crisis in the world during that time, the issue of global warming. The documentary he narrated and promoted around the world was called An Inconvenient Truth. Gore warned people that environmental disaster and human sufferings would happen if global warming wasn't stopped. Regardless of whether or not you agree with Gore's conclusion about global warnings, it's hard not to admire his dedication. To him, this message is the most urgent thing the world needs to hear during his time. And as a result, he chose to throw his time, energy, popularity and money into getting the warning out to the world. Caring for our environment is an important message to get out there. But even more important is the message that we need to live according to God's word so that we can live happier lives in the short term and enjoy eternity in heaven with him. Just as God gave Jeremiah a message of last-minute warning for the people of Judah, he gives his church today a warning for the world. Get ready for his coming. How do you respond to the warning of God's word? It's interesting to contrast this story from the book of Jeremiah with the story of Jonah and his warning to the city of Nineveh as found in the book of Jonah chapter 3 and 4. In both cases, God sent a prophet with warning of imminent destruction. This is no casual suggestion for improvement. The message is clear. Your city will be destroyed. You have rejected God and he has turned his back on you. The pagan city of Nineveh, according to the book of Jonah, repented at once on hearing this message. The king of Nineveh took the leading role in public repentance by putting on sackcloth as a sign of mourning. In contrast, Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, upon hearing Jeremiah's warning, reacted with scorn and mockery. To demonstrate how little he cared about God's warning, he burned the scroll 
on which it was written. Jeremiah 36 tells us that although the priests and the people initially responded to the call for repentance, the king and his advisors showed no outward sign of fear nor of repentance. Their reaction instead was of defiance. Though Jonah gave the people in a way no hint that God's warning was conditional, upon seeing their repentance, God chose to stay his hand and refrain from punishing the Ninevites. Jeremiah's warning made it clear that God had already set the wheels in motion for the Babylonian conquest of Judah to occur. Yet, in Jeremiah 36, 7, we see again the call for change. The possibility that God's wrath can be turned away if the people change their way. You know, Jeremiah warned the people of Judah that judgment was coming if they didn't change their ways. They'd had plenty of warnings, but all those warnings had done was get them in the habit of ignoring God's prophets. Their hearts had become hardened and that attitude was demonstrated by King Jehoiakim when he tore up and burned the scroll on which God's message for the people was written. God has a message for us today. Through his word, through our consciences, through our Christian friends, parents, teachers, and through his church, we don't always respond as we should when we get a warning. Sometimes we feel guilty, but don't do anything. Sometimes a warning makes us more rebellious and determined to do our own thing. If you're getting a message about something that needs to change in your life and you're convinced because of your study of the Bible that it's not just one person's bossy opinion, but something God really wants you to do, then you need to set aside some time with God in prayer and ask him to help you change what you're doing so your life will be in line with his will. Remember, God knows best what's best for us. His warnings are always for our own good. In Prophets and Kings, page 425, we read, when men's hearts are softened and subdued by the constraining influence of the Holy Spirit, they will give heed to counsel. But when they turn from admonition until their hearts become hardened, the Lord permits them to be led by their influences. Refusing the truth, they accept falsehood, which becomes a snare to their own destruction. We read in Ezekiel 33:11. As surely as I live, declares the Sovereign Lord, I will take no pleasure in death of the wicked, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why will you die, people of Israel? Then in Second Chronicles 7.14, If my people are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Now all these readings and texts talks about Jesus, our God, willing to forgive us. He is 
actually begging us to turn from our wicked ways so that we can enjoy living with him. We read again in Matthew 4:17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Then in 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Sister Ellen G. White in Steps to Christ, page 23, writes, Repentance includes sorrow for sin and a turning away from it. We shall not renounce sin unless we see its sinfulness. Until we turn away from it in heart, there will be no real change in the life. And then in page 27, she continues, It is true that men sometimes become ashamed of their sinful ways and give up some of their evil habits before they are conscious that they are being drawn to Christ. But whenever they make an effort to reform from a sincere desire to do right, it is the power of Christ that is drawing them. Friends, in all these writings we have seen that if we willfully choose to turn away from sin and to repent and heed the warning, then God is always willing to accept us. Remember, God knows best what's best for us. His warnings are always for our own good. Let's buy his for prayer. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for loving us so much, for reminding us whenever we are doing wrong, sending us warnings after warnings that we are walking the wrong way. Help us, dear God, so that we may be able to heed to these warnings and turn away from our evil ways so that we, once again, are drawn close to Thee. Thank you for being a God and for listening to my prayer. In Jesus' name, Amen. Zekiel, so the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over. Zekiel, so the wheels are rolling, we're in the middle of the year. Zekiel, so the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over. Zekiel, so the wheels are rolling, we're in the middle of the year. We're in the middle of the year. Hidden plan and God calls the kill to the promised land. The Bible declares, Will the put on lie? Ezekiel dying, but it did not have. Ezekiel saw, will turning in the air was a great big wheel and a little big wheel. Wheel turning, a great big wheel, wheel within a wheel turning, no way in the air. Ezekiel cried out, Oh bones, dry bones are walking. When God Almighty, the dry bones are talking. Bones, 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 bones are hearing. All bones are here, the words of the Lord, the toe and the foot bone are joined together, the foot and the ankle bone join on, the ankle and the leg bone are joined together, the leg and the knee bone join on, the knee and the thigh bone are joined together, the thigh and the hip bone join on, Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over, Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, well in the middle of the year. The finger and the hand bone are joined together. The hand and the wrist bone join on. The wrist and the arm bone are joined together. The arm and the bow bone join on. The bow and the muscle bone are joined together. The muscle and the shoulder bone join on. 
the shoulder and the collar bone are joined together. The collar and the neck bone join on. The neck and the jaw bone are joined together. The jaw and the skull bone join on. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, way in the middle of the year. When God Almighty had a hidden plan, and God called Ezekiel to the Son of Man, God said, Go and prophesy. Ezekiel went down on a bending knee. The Bible said he prayed and spread. Ezekiel cried out. I'm rejecting this bone from the skull to the toe. The skull and the jaw bone are joined together. The jaw and the neck bone drop down. The neck and the collar bone are joined together. The collar and the shoulder bone drop down. The shoulder and the muscle bone are joined together. The muscle and the bow bone drop down. The bow and the arm bone are joined together. The arm and the wrist bone drop down. The wrist and the hand bone are joined together. The hand and the finger bone square off. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, way in the middle of the air. The hip and the thigh bone are joined together, the thigh and the hip bone drop down. The knee and the leg bone are joined together, the leg and the ankle bone drop down. The ankle and the foot bone are joined together, the foot and the toe bone kick off. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, well in the middle of the year. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, mighty wheels are turning over. Ezekiel saw the wheels are rolling, well in the middle of the year. When he saw the job began to talk, the neck and the collarbone. With this, we have almost come to the end of our broadcast. To know more on God's word, you are always welcome to write to us. Adventist Media Center, Post Box 1446, Market Yard, Pune 411037, Maharashtra, India. And you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com. Helen Riches V at gmail dot com. H E L E N R I C H E S V at gmail dot com. You can contact us with your prayer requests and your interest for Bible study at these numbers Center of Digital Evangelism CDE. Zero 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 eight zero 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 four zero one seven zero four, or you can message us directly at plus one seven four seven two eight two two eight eight zero. Our WhatsApp number is plus nine one nine zero 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 eight. 9093 and you can email us at helenrichesv at gmail.com h-e-l-e-n-r-i-c-h-e-s-v at gmail.com
com. We invite you to visit us on our website www.awr.org. This is David. And I am Madhuri, signing off at AWR. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Till then, we wish you goodbye, goodbye and, and God, God bless. bless.